For Delaware State of the Arts, I'm Andy Truscott. My guest today is Goni Madariaga. Born in Santiago, Chile, she has been in love with art since she was a young child. The need to create constantly runs through her body, and all of her pieces have been created by this feeling that takes her over and needs to be propelled into some kind of canvas. Connie is a 2023 Individual Artist Fellow from the Delaware Division of the Arts and was also named a 2023 Artist in Residency at the Delaware Contemporary. Thank you so much for joining me today. And as we kick off a little bit, can you share a a bit about your early memories growing up and how those experiences continue to influence you in your artwork today? Yes. Hi, Andy. Thank you so much for having me. So when people ask me like how long I've been you know, into art for, I always say forever. I moved here when I was seven. So I do have a good amount of memories like growing up, but I think moving here, like I've always went into art. Like I've always had a sketchbook. I've always wanted to take all the art classes and it was always like my space. Right. So I have like in my work, you'll see a lot of like nostalgic stuff, like my family in Chile, my grandparents. So I, you know what I mean? Like I try to get pieces from my background in Chile, but I moved at such a young age. Talk to us a little bit about where you pull inspiration from for your pieces. So my inspiration, it varies. Uh, and I've always felt like I've had a hard time answering this question for a long time when people are like, what kind of art do you do? And I'm like, um, a little bit of everything. Uh, so it varies from portraits still life uh the portraits can go like i have a lot of frida kahlo pieces i'm a little obsessed with her um i've been inspired a lot like um by the black lives matter movements so you know those pieces are a little bit more emotional to me um and they've been done by an inspiration but it's also like this feeling of like you know you want to get that out um but i'm literally always inspired like I might be like drinking coffee somewhere and I see two people like sitting there and I'm like, oh, wow, what a moment. So I might try to sketch it real quick. Um, Talk to us a little bit about the elements of Frida's work that resonate with you and how that influence can be seen in your own work. I think her culture and like how she referenced her culture a lot. I love that. I think like colors in general, that's the one piece of her work that you can see in my work. Um, But I just... I just love her authenticity, like, you know, like the unibrow, the mustache, the not necessarily always dressing like, a, you know, like a typical strong, you know, female. I just love her rawness. Connie, everyone comes to the arts differently, right? You have an educational background in behavioral sciences, but you've always kind of been drawn to art. How do you see the connection between your artistic expression and then kind of the background that you have in behavioral sciences? So, funny story. Well, I feel like growing up, as much as I loved art, like in high school, like I took, I think by my senior year, I was taking like four different art classes. Um, And, you know, at one point, my teacher wanted to push for me to go to art school. And I was like, like, at that time, like at that moment in my life, I didn't know that that was an option, that I could actually be a successful artist. Um, So I was like, let me do something where like the money is secure. So that's how I went into behavioral science. I've always also had a need for like helping people. So I was like, all right, let me get into that. And I still help people in my everyday life. Like I'm just a natural giver kind of person, but I'm actually no longer like using my degree, like the job that I have now per se. But yeah, I think it just, I think in my artistic practice, the way that still connects, 
like I said, I'm a giver. So like, you know, I like to help any other artists that I meet, even artists that are like more upcoming than me, like newer to this. Um, anything I've learned, I've learned from other artists and I just love to share. I don't like to gatekeep, you know, it's a, I think we have a wonderful community in Delaware. And I think part of that is just sharing what we know. Like I told a million people apply for the fellowship this year. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that I, you saw that you know, front and center at award winners down at the bigs, you know, you connecting with and speaking with almost every individual artist that was part of the fellowship. Uh, and even kind of the the uplifting that you you do to all of those that are in the room, right? So this mm-hmm. isn't just you're there for yourself, but you're there to help uplift everyone, no matter kind of where they are in their artistic journey. Yeah, for sure. I feel like um, I've always said I'm an artist regardless, you know, and I'm I'm thankful to God for that. Like, I feel like I'm as long as I can, I'm always going to be an artist. And to me, like when I say that, I feel like there's all types of artists. There's people who are still artists, even if they never showed before. Right. So like I'm always an artist. And then like this is just as new to me as it is you know, to anyone else who's just started, who wants to like make a career, who wants their art to be seen. So I take a lot of like to the heart to be able to like extend anything I know as I keep on growing. You're also not just an artist for artist's sake, but you uh, are a teaching artist at a few different organizations around the state. Talk to us about what you get out of those experiences and then what you hope the community gets from your involvement with those kind of activities. Yeah, I literally get so much joy <laughs> if I have to find a word just to be able to, you know, share a little bit of what I do and give people the space to do what they do and do it their way. But, you know, to be able to have this place where they already have the supplies, where they have someone who can guide them a little bit. Um, it's just always very rewarding. And I've been doing it for like a little over a year now um, and diving a little bit deeper into it. I'm hoping that this year. I'll have like a few more residencies, teaching residencies. Um, so I'm excited about that. But it's always very rewarding. People's reaction, like right now, um, mostly like constantly through this year, I've been working with um, Los Abuelos, which is a senior group at LACC. Um, and that's through Healing Through the Arts, through the Delaware Museum of Art. And it's just their reaction every single time, their willingness to participate, to take on something new. And then I think the biggest, the biggest reward of that is just being in community, right? Like the conversations that you get, they're amazing. The pandemic no doubt brought some challenges. And for some individual artists, it also brought opportunities that you were allowed to have a little more dedicated studio time, a little more you time to kind of view the world through a different lens. Uh, How do you feel like that opportunity presented itself to you and do you feel like your artistic uh, expression or direction has has progressed since the beginning of 2020 the pandemic was really like a big factor in my life as to everyone else but as far as like taking advantage of whatever good might come from that for me it looked like I was literally making art every day Um, I was painting drawing every day it was also a time where I'm like I really want to do this. Like, you know what I mean? I really want to dedicate more time to my art. So that 2020 um, is when I left my job. I was doing like counseling, like social work. Um, and I was like, whew, um, I'm going to take this step. So I, I left my job. I went and got a job serving, which at the time was more flexible. Um, 
and I could I could really you know put time into my art so it just really opened my my eyes to be like okay this is what you're doing like it gave me the gift of time which was priceless um it you know everything has its pros and cons you know and I live by myself at the moment too so it was like all right like let me just put it all here you know when you were scared when you were worried like it was all left on the canvas um but yeah, I'm thankful for that because I was able to really make that shift in my career. Like, okay, let's let me find something that will allow me to have time to do this. Talk to me about how the division's individual artist fellowship has had an impact just even this year on your journey and how um it's encouraged you or provided opportunities that maybe you feel like you might not have had without it. I'll start by saying when I got that email that I got it. I literally burst into tears. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, it was so good. It was just such a good feeling. It still is. And, you know, aside from like the money part was so helpful. Like I was able to pay for the studio that I was at at the time, able to get supplies. But then the amount of opportunities that came from that, like just networking, meeting new people, um, you know, I'll have my, I had my exhibition is still up at the bigs. I'll have work in Smyrna because of, you know, people reaching out to me for the, for the fellowship. So it's been, it's been great all around. It's been, you know, like great networking, you know, talk to people and meet people that I really never thought I would meet. You know what I mean? Like the curator for the Biggs Museum, like, and it was also like a feeling of like, oh, like me, me, like it was so good. Looking ahead, you've mentioned producing an entirely new body of work in 2023. What themes, styles, or mediums do you hope to explore in this new kind of creative phase? Yes. Um, So I feel like, you know, I say I've always been painting and stuff, and it's true. Um, But I think when I first, I remember like in 2019, I had my first exhibition. And like sometime before that and after that, just like always painting, not necessarily know what I was painting, but just that need to move the brush. Um, And then through the last few years, I've just been able to like, make more intentional decisions like you know what I'm gonna paint this I'm gonna paint that instead of sitting with a blank which is also good to do but I've I'm happy that I'm now able to like have an idea my new body of work that I want to like I started to paint images of like people in togetherness and you know that's like a broad topic uh but I just want to like show like a mom and a child or a person and a dog and just be able to like capture those moments because I'm always in awe when I see moments like that. Like that's one of the things that inspire me. So I just want to be able to capture those moments that put me in awe and transfer them to a canvas. Uh, So that's one of the things I want to do. I also paint really fast for the most part. (laughs) So like I can go from like one thing to another. I want to take just a minute here to remind our listeners that you're tuned in to News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV for Delaware State of the Arts. Kony, as we kind of transition here, right, you're opening a show that you've curated yourself on September 22nd over at the Chris White Gallery. Tell us more about the show and what patrons can expect to see when they walk inside the doors. Yes. So I'm really excited to, uh, first of all, put on the curator hat. I just want to shout out all the curators out there. It's a cool, intense, but very amazing job. Um, The show is called Extranjera, Extranjero, which means foreigner. When I was approached, you know, for the opportunity to do this show for the month of September for Hispanic Heritage March, which I believe starts September 15th, I was super excited. I was like, 
okay, so my brain just went to this feeling that I've always had, um, el no soy de aquí, no soy de allá, and a lot of people who, you know, I mean, who have some kind of connection to another country, you know, feel this way and that means I'm not from here nor from there you know like when I go back home I haven't been back home but say if I'm around like my cousins or stuff like that I'm like dang I don't feel Chilean enough <laughs> you know and then over here so it's like okay like you know I am American but it's the part that still feels like you're somewhere in between um so I really wanted to acknowledge that feeling and then just everyone's stories. Everyone has a story, whether they migrated here as a child or their parents did. We have about 19 different artists. Most of them are Delaware locals. There's a few that are from like Philadelphia, but I'm just super excited to get everyone's work and put the story together. I've also been able to like meet some new artists and some of their stories. And I'm like, wow, like, you know what I mean? I get to be a little part of that, like give you a space to, to say this because a lot of people resonate with the, I'm not from here, I'm not from there. And then a lot of people have stories, like their immigration stories are huge. So I'm I'm really excited about that. We'll have the Art Loop October 6th. Um, we're going to have a market day, meaning you can come see the exhibition and there'll be like prints and smaller pieces of work that people can buy. That's going to be Saturday, October 21st. And then the closing reception will be November 3rd. I'm super excited to to be a part of this. For those listening that might not know what goes into kind of curating an art show, talk to us a little bit about what that means and what your responsibilities are in kind of bringing the show to life. This is a group exhibition and I wanted to, you know, give space to as many people as I could. So that's why I have about 19 artists and that looked like, me, one, coming up with a theme, you know what I mean? And second, okay, reaching out. It was important for me to reach out to Latino artists, you know, or anyone who identifies with that story per se because of Hispanic Heritage Month. But reaching out to artists, um, you know, seeing if there's something that they already done that I want to have in the exhibition, reviewing all the work that they're submitting. I asked everyone to submit about five pieces. And I'm choosing at least like two to three from each artist. It just really depends on the size. So that's been, you know, that's been fun. And just like looking at everyone's work and then trying to put it together. And then there's also like, it has been fun. It has been like, and I think because the theme is so close to me that I'm like, oh, I think I'm made for this. But it's definitely a lot of work. And then it's a lot of like, you know, like admin work that goes into it. Um, And then just working with like, the gallery itself, you know, like having, you know, like, okay, what day is the artist going to drop off the work, um, making sure that the work is ready to be hung um, and all of that stuff. So uh, I do want to shout out Jaquan Leroy because he's been 100% helpful with this as well. How do you think this experience has helped you grow as an individual artist on the other side of the spectrum? I think in many ways, one, it helps me see like, there's so many more things that you can do as an artist, right? And I mean, I've learned that with being a teaching artist, but I'm like, I want to take this and like go to Philly next. You know what I mean? Like I would love to take this and make a travel eventually. Um, But this experience has been good. And then it's also good to like, I've done a good amount of exhibitions now. So I do understand what like, how I need to present my work to the gallery, but it's just understanding from the other side, you know what I mean? Like send your work on time, like 
all around, it just makes you appreciate what the curator does. I think I can do like maybe like two, sh- maybe I said I could probably do this twice a year. As you think back, right, on a younger you, or even as you, as, as you mentor other artists that are kind of growing up through their artistic path, what's some advice that you might share uh, with upcoming artists? My thing is keep dreaming keep dreaming. A lot of times I feel like we are our worst critics, you know, and we feel like, oh, I'm not that good. Or, you know, like me, I was like, I can't make a living out of selling my artwork, you know, when I was in high school. Um, And I wish that I would have known, no, like, there's so many ways that you can do this, you know, so if it's something that's pulling at you, if it's something that you truly want to do, I would say do it, you know, and whatever that looks like for you, because everyone has different resources. So if it looks like a little sketchbook at night and just getting it out that way. Cool. You know, like do it in whatever way it works for you. And eventually you'll be able to make more space for it. I think um, as you start like realizing and seeing and opportunities, opportunities will come, but you got to be ready for them. <laughs> um, so that's, that's my thing. Trying to like, you know, learn to get ready. And I found so much help within the artist community in Wilmington, you know, like, I didn't always know how to do an artist statement. You know, I didn't always know, like, how should my website look? You know, and I'm very proud of my website. But um, you, there's other people that have done this. You know what I mean? So, and most people are 100% willing to say, hey, you know, I did this. Maybe this can help you. Or, hey, I used this. Or I went here. Um, so just reaching out to people and honestly, just believing in your dreams and just doing it. If that's something that you truly want to do. Talk to me about yourself right now in this moment. How do you think you define success for yourself? Are there any specific milestones or achievements that you're looking to accomplish in the coming years? And what kind of, when you look back, makes you go, makes you really proud of the work that you've accomplished so far? Um, I think, you know, success, you know, it's a definition to each person. But to me, it's always been the fact that I get to do this, you know, like I'm 32 and I get to do this not full time, but almost full time. Um, And I just, I feel lucky to do that. I feel successful in that, Um, you know, and the fact, and then I've learned to do other things with my skills. Like I can teach like that to me. That was something that at one point I was, what's the word? Um, I guess a little insecure about it because I didn't have the technical skills from going to an art school. So that's something that I've always been like, but can I really do this? Um, so I'm really proud of myself for doing this for over a year and jumping into it way more. Um, and like winning the the residency, that to me was huge. Like what? Like you're like, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. I'm an artist. <laughs> um, so it's just living. Literally, I feel like I'm living my dream and they're only getting bigger. So I think right now I'm pretty like this year's super busy, but I'm already like, okay, what's next? What's for, you know, 2025 at this point, because my residency at the contemporary is going to go on to uh, 2024. So I'm like, what can I, you know, what can I apply to? Or what's it going to look like for me back then? And, you know, you can only plan so much ahead of time. But that is something that I've learned is to like, start looking at things like for my um, fellowship, like I started working on it, I think the minute it opened, and I worked a little bit like, every so on until it was almost time for it to be due same for my residency so just taking the time to really find what it is that I could do or would want to do and putting it all to to that as we wrap up here remind us one more time the dates for the Chris White Gallery show where the Chris White Gallery is located 
And you know how someone can get in touch with you if they're interested in learning more or working with you. Yes. Um, so the dates for the Chris White Gallery, the opening reception would be September 22nd. But we have the Art Loop, October 6th. We have El Mercado de Arte, which would be the market. Uh, that would be October 21st. The time for that is 12 to 4. And then we have the closing reception on November 3rd, which I believe is November's Art Loop in Wilmington. And that would be 5 to 9. Um, I am. You can reach me through my email, through my Instagram which is coni.malariaga. And then my website is literally the same without the dot in the in the middle. But all of that stuff is the link is on my Instagram. But yeah, reach out to me. I like to feel like I'm an open door for people. I'm excited. I'm excited to take on new projects for, you know, the upcoming year. Delaware State of the Arts is a weekly podcast that presents interviews with arts organizations and leaders who contribute to the cultural vibrancy of communities throughout Delaware. Delaware State of the Arts is provided as a service of the Delaware Division of the Arts in partnership with News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. The Delaware Division of the Arts, a branch of the Delaware Department of State, is committed to supporting the arts and cultivating creativity to enhance the quality of life in Delaware. Together with its advisory body, the Delaware State Arts Council, the division administers grants and programs that support arts programming, educate the public, increase awareness of the arts, and integrate the arts into all facets of Delaware life. To find out more about the division, visit arts.delaware.gov.